What is up? It's your girl Ortizis, and you are now locked in to the Intersection Podcast. Y'all, let me start with saying this. The year is almost over, and I am tired, y'all. Like, I just yawned like five times before even starting the podcast. I am so tired and ready for this year to be over. I think that, I mean, given I'm going to enjoy the remainder of the year, we still got a holiday coming up, love to hang out with family and stuff like that, but I'm just really, really ready for a new beginning, and I think that the new year is always a great start where you can really try to get those goals going, you know, a lot of people make vision boards and stuff. I tried that before. It looks cute. I still have it. It's from 2019, 2018. And the things on the vision board still relate to me in today's time. I can all, I can always make a story from that vision board. But it's just not my thing. I just, I really just don't like the the process of making vision boards I think it's boring I think it's very creative though I think that is for a certain type of person and I do think that it does help people I'm just not one of those people <laughs> but regardless of that make y'all vision boards that's one way to jump start your goals and see what you want to visualize for the new coming year and whatnot so who am I to judge you if you like your vision board, do your vision board. But me, I either like to write down my reflection or all new feature. How about let's talk about it. This year, I was at the intersection of a lot of different things. I just kept finding myself at a crossroads more times than not. So... For instance, I, I wrote down a few things and I didn't write down a lot because I really did want it to be an authentic reflection. And I started off by writing down every month. So I got down January through December and I was taking notes about every month that I remember like significant things that happened during that month. And I start off with January, got to February, skipped to September, and then I just stopped writing. Then I realized I don't want to write this down. I want to talk about it. So, the intersection. The intersection between me and the month of January. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was at the intersection of old relationships and new relationships. I was having more conversations with myself about going with the flow of things more this year I didn't want to keep I didn't want to keep stepping back from opportunities because I felt like I wasn't prepared for them or I felt like I wasn't ready to make that leap and I found that by setting that boundary with myself a lot of new opportunities came to me and with opportunity every good thing that happens I feel like something bad is going to balance that out so while I was deciding I made peace with the fact that I was going to go with the flow of things in life I then lost my big cousin Ricky 
to I, I honestly couldn't even tell you what he died from it, he had a lot of medical issues and like he was on the oxygen tank and stuff for quite some time but that was that was my guy that was he was the cousin that was always cracking the jokes always putting somebody in a place and sparking up like I just I just hope that he found peace in his transition and I'm happy that even though I was able to see his body after he passed because he was in hospice I made it there probably about 30 minutes after he had passed away so I did get to make peace with his vessel I did have closure from that and that kind of jump-started my year and basically told me it was setting the tone for just going with the flow of things in life and accepting things at face value and then later on in February I got into a relationship you know <laughs> shout out to him but that was the first time in my life where I felt like somebody deserved to have my attention. We were going out on dates. Like, we didn't do anything up until the week before we got in a relationship. Like, we were full-on dating for at least three months. Like, actually going out places, talking, getting to know each other, hanging out, smoking, all types of stuff. And it was just like, wow, we really we really click and we really are a good match like my partner is so so hands on and hands off with me like he lets me be me and at the same time I also let him be him because we both Libras so if you if you know Libras then you know it's kind of crazy for two to be in a relationship together <laughs> But we gonna make this work though, cause we like BFFs. That's my that's my friend, y'all. That's my boyfriend. But yeah, I think that he also added a lot of value to my life because I get a lot of insight on things from him, and it's things that I don't necessarily always think about. So he'll be giving me pers different perspectives on things that I may have already made a decision on, and then I kind of go back like, oh okay you may be right about that but like say it nicer or else I'm not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna resonate with me or something like that I took a lot of trips this year did a lot of traveling I did a lot of traveling I did some traveling last year too but I went to Daytona Beach I went to Houston where else did I go this year Chicago even though that's like our neighborhood North Carolina I went I went to some I went to a few different places this year. I ain't mad. I can't complain. Because guess what? Next year, I'm I'm trying to get go out the country. Period. Last year, I went to Jamaica. That was cool. And I went to... Oh, I went to LA this year, too, for my birthday. But yeah, if traveling gives so much perspective on how big the world actually is like I think a lot of times we're stuck in our own bubble and we're stuck in our own reality of life like which is the city we live in the communities that we are in the neighborhoods that we are in those are such small potatoes in comparison to the world if you do not travel you will never be inspired to leave your city I think 
that a lot of people who stay in Milwaukee for their entire lives, I don't think they did enough traveling. And if they have did enough traveling, maybe... Hey, maybe Milwaukee is just just for them, and they just couldn't see no their their sales anywhere else but Milwaukee. Because at the end of the day, Milwaukee is home. Milwaukee will always be home. It will always have a sweet spot for me, at least. But I don't I don't see myself staying in Milwaukee for the rest of my life. I actually see myself leaving in the next two years, and that's just that's just a fact. I I just feel like. I have too many avenues of creativity and I also think that for the career that I'm trying to pursue, I can't pursue the lifestyle that I would like to live in Milwaukee, which is fine, which is fine. Milwaukee does have careers, good careers, because obviously there's so many people with thriving careers in Milwaukee, Let's, let's, let's not. Let's not act like this is just a slum of the slum because it's not. Kind of ghetto, but <laughs> it's not the slum of the slums, though. I think the I think the airs in the Milwaukee community gives it character. And a lot of cities don't have character. I think being born and raised here, it really teaches you a lot of street smarts. I think it teaches you a lot of book smarts. I think that it really prepares you for the bigger world. And what I mean by the bigger world, I mean as if you know not to do certain things because you grew up in Milwaukee. I'm not saying that you're prepared, you know, to live in New York or prepared to live in Miami. But if you can do that coming from a small town like Milwaukee, I commend you. That's awesome. And I've seen so many people moving from this town and going to bigger cities and they just look so happy and given the context the internet is not real which means people are only showing us just a glimpse of what their lifestyle and their luxury is we don't know what those people do for a living we don't know who's helping them we don't know where their money coming from we don't know what kind of job they got we just know what they post And with that being said, I think people also should make more educated decisions when deciding on places to go. Because just because your your friend is always posting at the bar or something in her new city, don't just follow your friend to a new city because you like the bars. Don't just follow your friend to a new city because you like their downtown. Go like have have more than one reason for you know, just jumping the gun like that. I feel like that's just a dumb decision to just go for the ambiance of a, of a city. But like, who am I? I still live here. <laughs> I can't tell y'all nothing. <laughs> but when I do leave, <laughs> I will be giving you a full transparency on where I go, what's going on, and what's what's the real tea. Another thing that I wanted to reflect on is... I'm 25. That sounds crazy coming out of my mouth. Like, I'm 25? I remember when I was 15, like, oh my God, in 10 years, I'll be 25. 10 years is such a long time. And now I'm 25, like, oh my God, where did time go? What's going on? Like, stop rolling the tape. Cut cut the cameras. Hold up. Wait, let's, 
let's slow down okay let's get our footing let's get our bearings okay when the hell did I turn 25 and why am I 25 I feel like I feel like realistically I'm supposed to be like 22 right now <laughs> but so much happened in in my early 20s it's like that's why I don't remember half of it because it was so chaotic I had such a chaotic first half of my 20s and I love it because that Bill character too and I remember on my birthday as I told y'all I went to LA for my birthday with my boyfriend I realized when I was because I, I was at home on my actual birthday in my bed just relaxing and I realized like wow I'm not at all where I thought I would be at 25. If you would have told me, 15-year-old me, that I would still be in Milwaukee, that I wouldn't be on my own yet, that I wouldn't be soaring and thriving in my career, my 9-to-5 career, that I wouldn't be working full-time getting paid doing media like I would look at you like you was crazy like okay I thought at 25 I was supposed to be married at 26 I was supposed to have a kid at 27 do I want another kid like I I just had this completely different reality of what I thought 25 was gonna be in this in this given I'm okay where I am now like I'm just okay though like I thought I was going to be excellent amazing all of these other things but I'm blessed beyond measure nonetheless it's just that when we think of 25 we think of that's a that's a one of the stamp birthdays that's like one of the biggest birthdays that people have outside of like turning 18 and 21 like 25 is like dang girl you a quarter of a century. What you gonna do with that? What you what you gonna do at 25? And it's just like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> and I thought at 25, you would have so much figured out. I thought that... I thought so much about 25. I thought 25 was grown, grown, grown. Like, 21, you grown, yeah. 22, you okay. 23, okay, you kind of getting your bearings. 24, mm, okay, okay. 25 you grown no 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 <laughs> that is not how this works and now that I'm 25 I realize how young 30 is I thought 30 was old as hell no no offense no offense to anybody who's 30 but reflecting on how I used to think of all like ageism I thought 30 was super old and now I'm 25 and hearing 30 is the best years of your life. Like, the 20s get you prepared for your 30s. 30s is thriving. It's the thriving 30s. By the end, you should be settled in your foundation. You should be good. You should be this. You should be that. But the reason why I'm not going to believe that until I get there is because I don't want another letdown of, of what 25 was. Like, I'm, I'm okay at most. I think that my mental is okay. I think my emotions are in tune. I think my relationship is great. I think my relationships with my family and friends, wonderful. The problem is I'm not where I want to be financially at 25. I thought 
I thought I was going to be making <laughs> like 100K by now. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is not the case. But best believe, best believe, your girl will be making that kind of money soon off of something. I have so many avenues. I'm so creative. I'm going to own a multi-million dollar business with T-Swax. And that's just that on that. Also, free plug. If y'all like candles, I sell them. T-Swax.com got the only candles with drip. That is T-I-Z-W-A-X.com. You don't even got to put the www. You could just type in T-Swax. And it's just going to pop up. Because that's what we do. We pop up, we show up, and we get lit. Just like the candle should. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. But yeah, 25 was learning that every expectation that I had was wrong, which means stop setting expectations for shit you cannot control. And that was my biggest lesson from aging up. Like I looked at ageism differently. I looked at going with the flow of things. I looked at why I should not be comparing my life at 25 to other people at 25 because we are all on different paths and different avenues just because this person is successful doing this does not mean that you are not successful doing something else just because this person seems like they're making a lot of money doing this does not mean that what you're doing to make money is less than what they're doing at all I think that the stealer of joy is comparison. And I also learned to stop comparing my journey to others because everybody's journey is unique. Everyone's journey is one of a kind. No one's experience is at all the same. They may be similar, but nobody lives the same life. And by telling myself that and knowing that and setting that boundary with myself to not cross that line... I think that it really helped me cope with the fact that I'm not living the experience that my brain made up that I was going to be living at 25. And that's okay because 25 is still young as hell. Again, when I was 15, I thought 25 was old. I thought you being 25 meant you was grown, grown. No. No, especially these niggas. These niggas that's 25, oh my god. No, they're they're anything they're far from grown. Trust me when I say that. Actually, I think that their brains just finish healing and finish puberty at 25. I think that's how that scientific fact goes. But that's neither here nor there. My boyfriend is not 25, and that's all that will be said on that. But yeah, I think that this year it's been a year of trauma. I've had so much. I've lost so much this year. And then I seen this post yesterday. Actually, let me go to the post. So I, I don't misquote it or anything like that. Because it, it really was a good post. It says, Best realization I've had this year is that I lost nothing. The important things and people stayed. And that's what matters most. Everything else simply couldn't fit into what it is I desired. God has not failed me not once. And that is a quote. Let me tell you, because I felt like such a failure this year. I felt like 
I wasn't doing as much as I wanted to do. Time just keeps going and going and going. Time don't wait on nobody. And I don't know how many times I've said that on this podcast, but time really does not wait for anybody. It's up to you to make use of your time. I was just telling my friends yesterday, like, I wish I had more than 24 hours in a day. But who am I? If if I'm going to make something worth my while, I have to make it worth my while. And I have to stand on being busy all the time. I am always busy. People, I don't know if people think that I'm not busy or if they think I just have all this free time. No, I'm always working. When I'm not at my nine to five, I'm doing podcasting. I'm working for copyright. I'm making candles. I'm working on content for my business. Figure figuring out new things to present in my business. I'm learning new things as far as editing and producing. I'm doing so many things, doing AKA stuff. Like there, I have so much to do all the time, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be busy because I love to learn and I love to keep sharpening my mind. I just I love learning. As long as I'm interested in it, I'm going to be indulged in it. I just, I love not being the same person who I was yesterday. I love evolving every day. I love setting boundaries with people so I can respect them and they can respect me. I love the, I love how my life is not a nuisance to me. It's stressful, yeah, but it's not a nuisance. It's not something that I can't handle. It's not something that I would trade for anything. The only thing that I would want more of is some money, okay? And I can get an amen on that. Two claps in the back. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I wish that I had more money to finance my business, to finance my lifestyle, to just live the luxury lifestyle that I want to live I don't want to do all the necessary necessary groundwork per se and this is loose loose quotes per se it's just that like dang y'all can't just like me and write me a check for two million dollars that don't work they don't do that here well I need to go to the planet where they do that at because I'm tired of working I'm tired I'm ready to retire and I'm only 25. I don't like working for the people. I don't like doing none of that. And I don't necessarily want people working for me. But hey, I'm going to need some need some workers at Wax pretty soon. Because the business is thriving. Okay? Let's, let's, let's start there. The business is thriving. And I can't wait to show y'all what I have in store for Wax. It's just like... That's my reflection on Teeswax. Teeswax is thriving. And I'm happy that people are supporting me. Whether they like me or not. I mean, you ain't gotta like me to like my candles. <laughs> you ain't gotta like me to like my product. You feel me? But as I was saying before, I feel like I keep getting off on these tangents. This year has really been a year of trauma. Like, so I told y'all I lost my cousin in January. And as you all may know, I lost another cousin in May. CJ and I took that so hard I took that really really hard like that really altered my perspective on life period like I just 
couldn't wrap my head around the fact that death is really that permanent. It's not just your older relatives dying. It's not just, you know, the past people that you know dying. It's not just people you don't know that you're seeing on the news dying. It's actually people that you're connected to and that you've lived with your whole life that are your age that are also dying. And I, and it really didn't click to me until I lost my cousin. Cause I just couldn't believe it. It was like, like, what do you mean? CJ's dead. Well, what do you mean by that? I, I, I don't understand. And so by me not understanding, no, I don't, be- what? Like, no, I'm going to the scene. I need to see what's going on because I know you fucking lying. I know you're not for real. You can't be for real. No, 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 no. You got the wrong person. It's, there's no way. And then it was like, wow, yes way. <laughs> yes way. This did happen. And it's a smack in the face. And it's, and what are you going to do with it? How are you going to digest it? And how are you going to move on? And guess what? For several months, I did not. And that's okay because I think we have, as, as I spoke about this in my last episode about the grieving process, it took me a really long time. A lot of my time this year was grief. Majority of my, my thoughts and feelings this year was revolving around grief. I just kept trying to make sure that I was making healthy decisions about my grief. I didn't want to abuse any substances. I didn't want to shut everybody out. I didn't want to isolate and turn into a turtle. I didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to cope healthily and try to move forward. That's really one of my mottos is just to keep moving forward. The best is always going to get better if you keep moving forward. That's that's my one-liner quote. And I realized by me taking the proper steps during my grieving process, it really helped me get closure in the end when his killer was caught because I had already had those conversations with myself about how to move forward from it. And there's... There's no ending to grief. You can grieve until the day you die. It's about the way that you present your grief. It's the way that you digest your grief. And it's the way that you plan to move forward. Those three things are literally the the lifeline to the rest of your life. Because if you dwell on something like that, or if you're stuck in this rotating cycle of you just rethinking about the incident crying grieving hating everybody shutting everybody out turning up on everybody just taking that anger that you have about the grief on other people you will not see any blessings from that and on top of that you will not evolve yourself into a better person we like to think that every situation that we come out of alive, we can learn from it. And I think by learning from ourselves during these monumental moments and monumental processes really defines who we are as a person and also defines our character. I would never, ever want to shun somebody because I'm going through something. 
because that's not on you. That's on me. If I'm having a bad day, I should not be taking that out on you. I need to be checking my attitude at the door. And if I can't handle it, then I need to leave and go be by myself. There is it's nobody else's responsibility to keep up and play up with your with your lifestyle besides you. You have no right at all to just trauma dump on other people or like project onto other people all the negative aspects of yourself. That's not fair. And you won't end up alone like that. And you're going to be sad that you by yourself because you're a terrible person because you never learned from your mistakes and you never applied your learning to your life to move forward from that. But now that we're in December, it's just like, wow, I could just really use like a spare $10,000 right now. Like, come on, please. Uncle Uncle Joe, <laughs> Uncle Joe Biden, send us some stimmies, bro. Jeez, I need my credit card bills paid off. Like, I feel like once I get my credit cards and stuff paid off, I'm going to be good. Because my credit cards is out of control right now, y'all. Don't max out your credit cards. Keep up with your credit cards. And do not go over 20% usage of your credit cards. I know they say 30. Don't listen to them. 30 is too much. Do 17 to 20%. You're going to be good. And that's coming from somebody who has stellar credit. And I ain't, I ain't no credit specialist or nothing like that. But what works for me, works for me. But yeah, I just think overall this year has showed me how strong I am as a person. It really amplified my strength. I did not know how strong I was until I, I, I put all this shit on a balancing beam and it didn't fall over. It was not easy at all. I spent a lot of my time crying by myself and then just wiping my tears away and moving on and just trying to move past what was going on. But it's up to you always to hold yourself accountable. I say that all the time. You have to hold yourself accountable. And I held myself accountable so much this year. I'm I'm impressed. Because listen, honey. If there's one thing I could be proud about this year, I held myself accountable. I literally did not pull my shit, bullshit my way out of anything. I have did everything that I said I was going to do. I said that I was going to start a podcast. I started a podcast. I said I wanted a radio show. I got invited to be on a radio show. I said that I was going to make sure Tease Wax is thriving this year. Tease Wax is thriving. I said I was going to make sure that I maintain and have a stable relationship with my boyfriend. Maintain the stable relationship with my boyfriend. And given we're not even the type of people to have an unstable relationship. But like relationships are a whole nother job. I don't care what nobody say relationships are a job it's not supposed to be a hard job it's just supposed to be something that you put a lot of focus on because that's a whole nother person that you need to be accounting for and I think we do a really good job with that and especially with respecting each other and setting boundaries like what I don't like versus what he doesn't like we we're really good with that and I pre- I just appreciate him so much shout out to him um but yeah 2022 what do you do? You did a lot, boo. <laughs> you did too fucking much. 
let's be for real you did too much and if if anybody else was played the cards that I was dealt this year they would have folded I can tell you that with a straight face with no doubt in my mind a hundred and ten thousand percent sure that anybody who was handed all the stressors and all the misfortunes and all of the inconveniences that I had this year you would have folded but baby Ortiz is don't fold <laughs> I, you never know what cards I have in my hand and that's how I like to keep it and I just just want to send y'all on y'all merry little way with just saying this you can do anything that you put your mind to as long as you create an opportunity for yourself. If people are not going, no, I shouldn't say if. People won't believe you can do it until you do it. It don't matter who you is. Until you show them proof that, yes, I can do this and I'm pretty good at it, nobody's going to believe you. You can say all day, every day, oh, yeah, I'm so good at this. I'm so good at that. I'm great at this. Oh, I'm great at that. But if you don't present yourself with a portfolio, and it don't even have to be a physical portfolio, just like your accolades and you you have proof on on the Internet or wherever that you can do something, that's going to open up doors for you because you always got something to refer to and you always got something to look back on and you always got something to create that is better than what you created before. And with that being said, I hope everyone else has had a great, great 2022. I hope that the rest and remainder of December for this year is great for all of you. And I hope that you guys take it easy on yourselves this holiday season. I think that we all owe ourselves forgiveness and we all owe ourselves space. And I hope you all forgive yourselves and have space for the rest of the year and every year going after that. I encourage you guys to kind of self-reflect this is about that time where we self-reflect if you want to you know start a dialogue about the podcast always use hashtag the intersection podcast you can always tag us in anything that you would like to say about us but other than that you know what it is it's episode number five of the intersection podcast